What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is the Dance of Life podcast. My name is Tudor Alexander, and I'm your host. Today, we have a special presentation for you. I want to share an interview I did with my friend, Ernada. She's a former Muslim, and she found Christ at a very low point in her life and through some unsuspecting means, which you'll soon find out. But it's a wonderful story. It's a very powerful testimony, and I wanted her to share it with you, especially if you're on the fence, if you are struggling with works-based salvation, which is pretty much the rest of the world. Judaism, Islam, even some of the Christian denominations are stuck in that mindset. They don't get the gospel. They don't get grace. And it's a beautiful thing. So my goal today is to share that with you. I hope you find some encouragement in her words and in her testimony. And without further ado, let's get to it. All right. Well, hey, thanks for being on the show. Er, it, how do you pronounce your name? Is it Ernada or the, is the accent on the second A or? Ernada. Ernada. Okay. All right. So I was always pronouncing it incorrectly then. I thought it was Ernada. <laughs> what, what does that <laughs> name mean? Um, you know, recently I found that it means um, pleasant aroma slash wind. So pleasant aroma. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> that that reminds me of... Uh, it's it's funny because and isn't in the Old Testament they they talk about the uh, pleasing aroma from the I mean I guess the sacrifices but <laughs> you know, yeah that's what it reminds me of it's interesting cool well hey you have an interesting story I know we've talked um, a little bit here and there and you certainly have shared uh, some of your journey on Facebook I believe but your story is just super interesting I'm like you know I, I would love to interview you and. And hear more about it. So I guess before we jump into it though, you know, praying is always good. I've had a busy, crazy day today. <laughs> you I'm sure you've had a crazy, crazy busy day, or you will have one. Uh, do you mind leading us in a little quick prayer before we get started? Sure, of course. Father, we thank you so much for you, Yeshua, your Holy Spirit, Father, and for your angels, my Lord. We thank you for this day, my Lord. We thank you for every door that you have opened, my Lord. We thank you for everything. Father, we ask you to please guide us, and we thank you for Tudor. We thank you for blessing this day and this moment. Father, we ask you that everything that is going to be spoken here blesses you. We ask you that it is going to be your breath of life that is going to be spoken here. We ask you, Father, that whoever hears this, my Lord, bless them as well, my Lord, and speak through, through us to them. Thank you, Father, for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Nice. That's what it's all about. You know, ultimately, I think um, people can find themselves in our speaking, right? They can find themselves in our stories. And so you have quite the story. So I guess let's just get to it. How did you, <laughs> how did you come to Christ? What, what happened? Um. So I actually was the type of person that I, Originally, I, I really couldn't stand Jesus, to be honest with you. Wow. I was someone that every time that uh, people would say, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. It, you know, I never said anything because I let people be, you know, you're, it's your personal decision. I never said anything. But on the inside, I used to think, oh, it gets on my nerves. Like, you, you got to thank God. You know, as a Muslim, I used to think, you got to thank God. Why are you thanking Jesus? Because you got to go directly to the source. Right. And it used to get on my nerves. Um, I So I was the type that 
it it really got on my nerves. Um, and so I I never wanted to hear it. So as I was lost in in the world, um, I kind of went off into making a lot of mistakes. I didn't really, you know, I wasn't making a lot of good decisions. I was making bad decisions here, making bad decisions there. I was kind of, uh, I, I was a single mom and I started working at bars. I started uh, doing a lot of things I really shouldn't have been doing, basically. I'm really far away from my family. I didn't have anyone around me, like family-wise. Where's your uh, family most at? Of my family, most of my family is in Bosnia. I have some oh, family in Germany. Right. I have some family in Croatia, some family in Switzerland, some family here, some family there. So everyone's kind of splattered everywhere. And then I'm in Chicago. Right. So, um, so since I'm just the only one in Chicago with my kids, I'm left alone to just make my own decisions and I'm just free to do whatever. And it gave me the freedom to just really get lost like a lot of people. And as I got lost, I made a lot of terrible decisions. I didn't have guidance. I started drinking a lot i got into doing cocaine i got into a lot of really bad things and as i kept uh getting you know into problems and every time i get into problems i just sit down come up with a solution and think okay i solved my problems again i get into problems sit down figure out a solution okay Again, do the same thing again and again. And then I got tired. And when, one day I got so tired of it, I just said, man, I'm so sick and tired of these, like the same problems again and again and again. And I'm not coming up with a permanent solution to where it's, it's lasting me a while long enough. And then I remembered God. And for the moment that I remembered that God existed, it shocked me that I even forgot that he existed. Mm. I forgot that he existed. How could I? How could I do something like that? And I got up and I did something a Muslim never really does. I got up. I lifted my arms. I lifted my hands in the air, my arms like this, and I repented. Mm. And mm. I asked God to forgive me. And I said, God, forgive me for what I did. Forgive me because I forgot that you existed. How could I? You showed me before all these different things. You know, you, you showed me that you were real. You showed me this. You showed me that. You told me your name. You did this. You did that. You, you did all kinds of things to know where I know that you exist, that you're real. And here I forgot. And I did all these things on my own, my way. And I forgot that you're real. And I got on my knees, kept begging him to forgive me. And I told him, I want to know you for real. And I want to feel you. But I want to really, really feel you. Not just feel you, but I want to really feel you. And I started emphasizing it. And I was crying with tears and just begging him that. And I said that and I meant it with my, my whole heart. I cried out to him. I did. And I don't know how many like weeks later, I didn't really pay attention. But some weeks later, I'm left without work. 
I'm fired from my job. I was accused of selling cocaine and I, I didn't do it, but I was accused of it. I was in the now moment of struggling to give it up. So now I'm giving up all of that and going through the process of, you know, leaving that and it was hard. But I said, okay, so I'm taking the street. I'm, I'm walking down the street just around the corner with my daughter um, to the corner store just to get like a little snack. I said, let's go get a little snack and, you know, we'll go back to the house. I'm left without work, you know. So as we're walking back, I'm walking with her and she's telling me, mom, I had a dream. I said, okay, tell me about it. So she's telling me that and she's telling me Jesus. Now I remember I couldn't really stand people really saying, talking much about them because they're like, Jesus this, Jesus that. I'm like, okay, well, that's your personal decision. No problem. But people would emphasize it so much. It would it used to get on my nerves, you know, but here I am hearing my daughter and it didn't get on my nerves. I started getting curious. Like, hmm, okay. Well, what about it? What about it? I'm hearing a little bit, but a car, cars are passing by and I couldn't hear it that good. So I said, okay, well, let's wait until we get home. So we got home. I sat her down and I sat her down in front of me really good. And I didn't want any distraction. I cleaned my ear to her really good. And I said, okay, tell me everything really good. Like detailed. Like she was eight years old. I was 28. And I told her, I don't want to miss a thing. Make sure you tell me everything that happened. I didn't want to miss anything. I was so curious about this Jesus. Who, like, who, who is he this, like, visiting my daughter in her dream? What, what, what happened? So he told her that I'm beautiful. He told her that I'm a good mom, that I'm a good cook, that I'm a good person. And he made sure to say that I'm a good cook. <laughs> and I felt that he said, and I could feel the reason that he said that was because to me, cooking is important because I like to cook d delicious food. To me, if I cook a delicious meal, it's so important. It's like a, it's something personal. And, you know, when he said that I'm a good person, I didn't build, I'm like, how am I a good person? I'm just getting over an addiction. I'm like trying to get over an addiction. I've made all these mistakes. I'm not a good person. But it was on such a personal level. And I'm, get, I'm set back at this. And I'm wondering, how does he know me? I don't even know him. I don't even know who he is. But yet he knows me. And he talked to her as if he really knew who I was. And it was so personal, so personal. And then he told her, I'm going to have more kids. And I couldn't believe what I just heard. And I sat down on the couch. And I got to thinking, and I'm like, I got to figure this out. And I started thinking, you know, I never heard Muhammad visiting anybody to heal anyone or do anything. But I've certainly heard stories of Jesus coming to heal and, and do all those things. But I'm a Muslim. Why is Jesus visiting my daughter? 
and saying beautiful things about me. Who am I to him? I said, okay, all right, I got it. Now, because you took your time to talk to my daughter, I'm going to take my time to get to know you. And that's what I did. Hmm. Now, I told God, I'm not going to just become Christian or whatever I'm supposed to be, whatever you want me to be, just like that, because I don't know what I'm supposed to do. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to search for you. I'm going to search for Jesus. I'm going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to follow him. And that's what I did. And it's been a journey. It's been something unforgettable. And I do not regret a moment of it. The difficult times, the beautiful times, anything and everything that I've encountered, all of it has been worth it. I love it. I absolutely love it. What's been your biggest challenge on your walk with Christ? <sighs> the biggest challenge? Trying to figure things out. You know, we're all different. And, you know, I'm the type of person, I always want to figure things out. I always want to understand everything. And it's a transition. It's definitely challenging being a, have been a Muslim and trying to, transition to not being a Muslim anymore and you know as a Muslim you understand that it's done in the works right compared to done in the faith so it's like it's not in my works it's he's the one in charge not me leave it to God give it to him you know just have faith walk in faith I'm like how do I walk like this and follow him? I don't see, but give it to him. You know, take it off your, take the burdens off your shoulders, take the yoke off of your shoulders and take up his yoke because it's lighter. All these things you have to learn to understand that you couldn't understand these definitions that are holy, that are beautiful. And you, you know, it takes time. And there's um, also these things of like, just, you know, fears that I have to face, you know, like my own things that I have to, like I have a lot of things from my childhood that I have to, like a lot of healing that I have to do. That's been also very challenging for me. And he's been working inside of me doing all of this. And it's it's been a challenge for me because, you know, you've got the enemy against you because now you're following Christ. Now you're doing what you're really supposed to be doing. Right. So although those things have been a challenge, but, He's on my side. And the Bible says that he's my my shadow on my right side and he's the righteous, you know, hand on my right side. And he's, it's just amazing. Yeah. How would you say, I mean, cause you've also, how, how long have you been a Christian? How many years or? Since I was 28. So Since about 28. like six years. Six years. Mm-hmm. So in that time, I mean, obviously there's ups and downs, but what are some of the things that you can definitely say like, yeah, this is, God's victory in my life. These are things that he has done, you know, that that I see a major change between who I was, you know, when you were 28, let's say, or before that and to who you, who you are now. Mm -hmm. So two major things come to my mind when you ask me that. Um, One huge thing is the things that I am no longer. He helped me no longer do what I used to do. 
I used to be a completely different person, like a part of the world. Uh, the word of God says that your flesh must die, you know, and your spirit must live, you know. So my flesh used to be the type of person that was cursing a lot. Um, if you made me mad, I used to want to make you feel dumb, just put you down and all that. I used to drink. I used to do cocaine. A lot of people don't know I was addicted to porn. I was addicted to sex. Uh, it was just a number of those things that I was addicted to. I'm no longer addicted to those things. I actually don't do any of those things anymore. I've been away from it all. And I'm, I'm not even, I'm, I've got victory over it where I don't crave none of it. I can wake up and don't need it because it's not a part of me. What's a part of me is praying every day, worshiping God, and I'm good with it. I love it. And it's food for me. Another great victory for me that's, that God has given me is there was a time in my life when I actually did have a demon in me. And it was very scary. Um, this demon had like an attachment to me. And... I don't know how it got to me. I don't know how to, um, I don't know at what point, to be honest. But somehow it, it had like an attachment to me. And I remember when my pastor was praying for me and he was, and he, he would tell me, you know, you've got this. And I told him, I said, I've got this demon. I, I believe, and I could see it, like I could feel it. And I told him, I, it, it's attached to me. It's like, it feels a part of me. He's like, I can, you know, he confirmed it with me too, like through prayers. And we, like, we were praying basically. Um, he's like, okay, got it. And so it's in you. And he like, well, we, we were praying and he confirmed it. Like he understood later on what I was saying. And he, that it was inside of me. And one time when he saw me, we were at church and he could see it through me and it was scary and I didn't want this to to grow to be anything bigger so I asked him I, I said I can't live with this anymore I don't want to keep going through this it was something that I was also um, I was not aware of it when I did become aware of it I got scared because I didn't know what was going on how many people did I affect what was I doing what what had happened at sometimes? Did I hurt anybody? Did I what did I what happened? What was going on? It was dark times in my life. And um I really didn't uh at that time I didn't know really how to go about with it. It was very scary. Mm -hmm. And my my pastor told me, you know what, start fasting. He said, go on a three-day fast. And I did. And the first day that I started fasting, God did something that was out of this world amazing. I started, it, that morning I had to go to work. But I said, I'm going to start, I'm going to fast either way because I, you know, I have to be obedient. 
So what God did was I got a, I was laying on my bed, and while I was still kind of um, in prayer, in my, in my mind with my eyes closed, I saw this vision of um, four of my pastors from church praying, and I was in the middle. And as they're praying, I saw this demon that was inside of me fighting to stay still within me. And I'm battling for it to not stay kind of like within me, like, no, I don't want it within me, but I'm, I'm scared. And it's like I somehow the power of God, I saw my soul or like something of me. And I saw that demon and I saw it separate from me, like rip apart. And it flew up and it was gone from me, but it tore into two and it separated and it was gone from me. Wow. And I got up and I, was, I felt lifted. I didn't feel captivated by it anymore. I didn't feel like I was imprisoned by it anymore. I felt lighter. I didn't feel, I felt like I could see it better. I felt free from it. I didn't feel, you know, in fear like I was. I didn't feel, you know, I, I just felt lighter. I felt better. I felt clear. And I knew that I didn't have anything a part of me anymore, inside of me. And that's those two things right there. I knew that God was in my life and that God put his hand there and he, and he removed those things. He changed me forever. He removed that demon from me and he freed me from that slavery. He removed those other obstacles in my life and made me a new person. And I'm no longer what I used to be. I'm no longer drinking like that. I'm no longer facing those temptations of things that are not for me. You know, if I say, God, this is hard for me. I can't do this anymore. God, help me take care of it. You know, whatever that I felt that I couldn't do, God, help me with it. It's, it's all him. Amen. What is your family? Is your uh, is your family Christian do now, or do they uh, reject your new faith? <laughs> um, my whole family is still Muslim. Okay. Um, except one of my brothers, he studies Jehovah Witness. Oh goodness. Um, yeah. Um, but they don't they haven't really rejected me <laughs> they, they don't reject me okay, they say good. follow whatever you want <laughs> they just say follow whatever you want they've been respectful of me <laughs> what would you say to somebody who's on the fence kind of maybe i guess where you were you know right before you cried out to god but somebody who's on the fence i guess maybe even especially considering you have a muslim background Maybe somebody who's Muslim, who's who's on the fence with Jesus, and who's who's wrestling with that in their life. What would you say to them? You know, I would kind of, I would ask them if they love love, because God is love, and when you have the biggest experience of true love, that is the ultimate. What is true love? I mean, 
the sacrifice that Jesus did for us. That is true love. You know, we don't have to suffer at the end of it all. He paid the price. He paid the ultimate price. You know, I've experienced abuse from my father, and I don't have him in my life. I love my mom, but I also know that I can't really have her by my side the way I would love to, unfortunately, and I respect her, but um, it, it's, it's difficult. And, and when you can't have love from human parents, and a lot of people face that, you know, like pe parents, sometimes you can't have love that you want from family, your brothers, your sisters, even your wife or your husband sometimes even your children, people will fail you. Jesus will never fail you, for he is the way, the truth, and life. God will never fail you because he came down as Jesus to die on the cross for us. That's the ultimate love. If you want to know who he is, if you want to know true love, that's him. Get to know him. He'll show you the way. He'll get you to feel the things that I've felt, that many other people have felt. If you don't know, if you don't understand, if you feel like, no, I don't want it, you're fighting it, don't. Just, just give it a chance. Give it a try. You're not going to lose anything just by trying. It's like... It's like telling someone, hey, try this restaurant. You're not going to lose anything. Try this movie. Who cares? Give it a try. You're not going to lose anything. If you can try something simple like, you know, this or that, anything basic, you can definitely give Jesus a try. You can definitely give your creator a try, the one who loves you the most, the one who knows you, the one who formed you before you were in your mother's womb. That's what I would say. Do you have anything that you do on a regular basis that helps you um, cultivate your connection to God? I talk to him every single day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't talk to him. I listen to a lot of music that really helps me. Like worship music? Um, I do. I do. Um, there's this song called... Um, it's in Spanish. It's called It's called Quiero Conocer a Jesús. I want to mm. get to know Jesus. And you know, you can also listen to songs, worship songs in any or adoration songs in any language, and they're so beautiful. You know, I've gotten to know worship songs that sound similar. They take them in one language and they make them in other languages like the song Oceans yeah. and they make them in Serbian. So even people who are like Bosnian who maybe wanna learn more about Jesus and they don't know English, they can listen to a Serbian sing it because it's the same language pretty much. And it's beautiful. It's nice when you don't know the language too, because then you, I, I find, sorry to cut you off, but I find when you listen to a language that, you don't understand it's almost like you're listening to the poetry of the words and just the, the feeling of it too so i think that can be 
that can be fun as well, even if you don't know the, the meaning of the words. These people, they made these songs because of the personal experiences that they've had with right. God Almighty, with Him. And that's how, you know, we have these testimonies to glorify Him. And I pray that this testimony does the same thing. And um, I pray that everyone is blessed with it. And um, yeah, <laughs> so what that's you... what I do. I... I'll go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> it's okay um yeah so that's what i do i'm always talking to him i'm always praying always reaching out to him um if i did something if i think i did anything wrong i repent and every day it's a work it's a work in progress every day i'm learning every day it's a work in progress i'm never done tomorrow i'm gonna learn something new the day after that i'm gonna keep going every single day Next year, I'm going to know more than what I knew this year. And I expect to know even more in five years, even more in 10 years. And glory to God to keep going like that. We're being conformed to the image of Christ. It's a long way to go. <laughs> amen. 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 And we're never going to be done. <laughs> yeah. That's the exciting part. Amen. What are you, what are you most grateful to God for today? The personal relationship with him because it confirms everything and it forms everything. My personal relationship with him builds the foundation of my life. My life with my children, my home, finances, everything that I need, because God says, seek the kingdom, seek his kingdom first, keep my eyes on him even during the storm. And so my personal relationship with him builds that foundation that I need in my personal life. You know, so it, it takes care of everything for me. I look to him first and he takes care of everything for me. Awesome. Amen to that. Amen. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's me again. Thanks so much for being here. I just wanted to say thanks for watching. If you've enjoyed this, make sure you subscribe. I plan on having many more testimonies on the show. I think they're very powerful. It's so uh, uplifting and encouraging to see the great work that God is doing in other people's lives besides our own. So again, thanks so much for being here. If you've enjoyed this, make sure you subscribe. And until next time, God bless. <laughs>